Hi, loves. Welcome back to Strip Down. So excited for today. As you guys know, I have been doing a lot of amazing recording with my remote guests. And, you know, it's been an interesting uh, pivoting in the podcast world, but I feel so blessed that I've gotten to connect with so many amazing personalities, influencers, celebs, on camera experts. And today's guest is many of those things. I'm so excited to have her on. I was also on her IG live show that she does. It's really fun. I'm introducing the amazing DIY back to basics by a lifestyle travel and on-camera expert, Lindsay Myers. And before I intro Lindsay in, I just want to tell you guys a little bit about her in case you don't know, though you probably have seen her around. Lindsay is a Los Angeles-based budget travel and lifestyle expert who's outside the box approach, totally proves you don't have to pay top dollar to experience all life has to offer. All you need is a mix of creativity and a thirst for adventure. Meyer's sparking personality, fresh fashion know-how, and knack for balling on a budget have made her a regular feature on Access Hollywood while earning a spot as celebrity stylist Brad Gretzky's travel sidekick on Bravo's Brad Brad World, as well as a solo travel series on KateSpade.com. Myers has made her luxury travel and lifestyle dreams come true and now shares her secret budget tips and tricks proving herself to be an expert in the field and a true woman of influence. This lovable girl next door brings the full force for media experience and budget-minded magic to making the high life accessible to and affordable for all, which you guys know I totally love because being a celebrity stylist and fashion expert, I always say, you know, you can do things on a budget and still be chic. So I love that Lindsay is all about being budget-minded and promoting that, but still giving you that high life accessible at an affordable price and situation. People always assume that you need a ton of money to experience everything that life has to offer, and Lindsay's made it her mission to prove them wrong. In the last year alone, Myers planned her fairy tale wedding at an Irish castle, followed by a 30-day Italian honeymoon on a dime while scoring a designer wedding gown for less than a pair of late-night movie tickets. No big deal. <laughs> Today, more than 50,000 Instagram fans look to Myers for their hot tips on living lux without breaking the bank and that empowering message that she keeps promoting about embracing that beautiful, powerful voice and finding it within your budget. So I love what Lindsay is doing. I'm so excited to have her on today. We're going to talk all things travel, budgeting, DIY. Lindsay, welcome to Trip Down. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you. Yes, I've, we've, been, we've been talking about doing this and I'm so excited to make it happen. So before we get into like all the amazing tips and tricks that you have, I want you to give a little bit more than obviously what I shared in your bio of like, how did you kind of, you know, get into this? You know, where, you know, where did the passion come from? Tell us a little bit more about Lindsay before you obviously became really known in this space. Yeah, I think um, I took my very first trip basically out of school. I wasn't from a family that got to travel international at all. Um, we did a lot of really fun road trips and stuff, but it was a lot to like Florida and kind of just like little islands. Um, I'm from Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. So basically I grew up kind of at a vacation place, but um but I took my very first trip and I remember the stepping still stepping into Italy for the first time. And I, my mind was blown. Like I, my core shook, like it was just something inside of me that just got triggered. And I was like excited and I, I didn't really know what to do with it, but I knew that this kind of travel and like these different cultures and experiences meant something very deep to me. So I backpacked with a girlfriend for about four months, you know, 
basically getting lost every two seconds. That's kind of why my brand is called Get Lost with Lindsay. Um, but it was all about kind of finding our journey and finding um, our voice and finding just so much about who I am now. And it was just life changing. I mean, it shifted all the paths in, for me. And again, I didn't really know the next steps, but that's part of the journey, I always say. And, you know, I got to meet some of the most amazing people ever. It just really changed the course for me. And I immediately moved to New York City. And um, my background is in TV production, and um, that's what I majored in. And so I got, I was super lucky and got a job at NBC in New York as my first job. And hey, I worked from the ground up. I was getting coffees for, you know, 50 people every morning. I was running around at six o'clock in the morning trying to find guests for the TV shows. <laughs> it was, it was insane. It was chaos. But like, it was, for me, I would say it was a beautiful chaos because it kind of just, um, it was like boot camp for life for me. Like it was just kind of, it, it created my work ethic. It created just kind of a, um, just a drive I had in general to tell a story. Um, it was just amazing. And I, I loved every second of it. And I mean, as you know, like in the big cities, it's your first job in the cities for a while is almost like intern work, meaning you have to oh, be willing yeah, to do any and everything. Yeah, my exactly job was donut, you know, like I worked on, you know, Wall Street, I never sleeps, you know, in New York City, you know, for Oliver Stone. And, you know, everyone's like, oh my God, movie. And I'm like, no, I was doing donuts and coffee at 4 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I get it. <laughs> but it's like, it's part of it, you know, it's kind of like, it's, it's the steps that I also like, I think everyone should take to it also created an appreciation for work and like, what people did and kind of all of that. Um, I was there for a bit. And then um, I, I actually worked in a hotel for a little while. And that's where I met Brad Goreski. <laughs> and I was his like front desk girl. And we became like really close friends. Um, and I jokingly was, I was really interested in his line of work and I've always liked fashion, but just for fun for myself, basically. And I just kept joking with him saying, you need me in your life. And he was like, what are you, what, he's like, what are you going to do for me? Like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I don't know, but, um, I really think I was like, we had a, we have a really good vibe and we had a good energy and like, we just enjoyed each other's company. And um, it was kind of a ha 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 thing for a while. And then um, next thing you know, he was like, I, I got my own TV show and I want you to be my assistant. And I'm in LA like two seconds later, two, literally two weeks. They gave, I, I, they told me and two weeks later I was, you know, stepping foot into LAX. So happened very quickly and I had no idea what I was getting into. I no idea that, I mean, when I started joking around to work for him, I never even knew that he was on a TV, like his, his TV show was in the works. Um, so that was a really interesting kind of transition. And I also always say that, I mean, in just in this conversation in five minutes, I've told you that I work in television at a hotel and now in fashion. So it's, <laughs> you know, it sounds like all over the place, but these were building blocks to create kind of my per, like resume, but also create kind of obviously where I am now. And it's built so much of um, kind of, it was really cool to have different um, like places in my life. I was working at a very nice hotel in Soho, you know, I'm, and I'm having fun and kind of, kind of playing travel and play as a concierge to all of these really amazing guests. So I got to kind of really get into, I met people from all over the world. Um, 
And that was super fun for me. And then obviously with Brad, I'm, you know, was an amazing experience. Again, we're traveling all over the world and working oh, yeah. with brands, <laughs> like crazy brands and like, ex- you know, I'm getting also to experience a lifestyle I've never known. It was, um, you know, it was a very, it was, we're staying at Four Seasons and St. Regis's and stuff. Um, and, but, you know, but I'm, I'm just, my eyes are wide open to everything and I'm soaking it all in. And, um, you know, I worked for Brad for about three years. We did two, two seasons of Brad Bread World on Bravo. And I mean, as you know, I mean, that is, such an insane experience being oh, on a reality yeah. show. Yeah, we, yeah, we both have that. <gasps> oh yeah. Oh sure. my gosh. Yeah, it's I mean, wild. It's like, it's like sink or swim. I mean, if you're thrown in <laughs> and it's just like, good luck, you know, when they walk out the door. But, um, but again, it's like, it was such a cool time and I was new to LA and I was new to fashion. It was a lot of news for me, but um <laughs> Um, that's by fire, as I say. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's basically that's exactly what it is. But but going back to my early days working, it it was that um, kind of I had to be a quick learner. Like New York City will spit you out in two seconds if you can't hang. Oh, so, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I love that about it. I mean, it does. You know, it um, it's it's you know, it's hard. Like it's a hard life after a little while. Um, and it does get a little tiring, but at the same time, it, it created such a fire in me. And that's a work ethic I, I'm so grateful for. And I all I was told by like one of my first bosses that, you know, you have to be willing to do like double time with the person behind you because they're going to be willing to do exactly what you can. So you just have to be constantly being better and kind of, you know, going ahead, ahead. Um, so that, you know, that was awesome. But I was taking all these experiences and I was like, I... I, I want to travel. I want to but show the world how to travel. I want to make it accessible to people. I want to like have this message um, that you can create all these experiences for yourself. And I think the first thing that comes to people's mind is money and how expensive things are and places to go and all that. So I wanted just to, to find a way to um, make it possible and that, you know, we don't have to wait until we retire or, you know, when we're older in life to start checking off these bucket list items, you know, it's, it's all about kind of being creative and, um, going out, going at certain things in a different way. Um, but you can still have it all, you know, it's like the fashion I mean, you can still put amazing pieces together that are from H&M and Zara and Target and all this stuff and look like wear that to a movie premiere, you know, like you, it's just all about the approach and it's all about, um, being creative. And, um, so that's kind of how the whole brand started. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm still learning as we're going along. It's been a really fun journey. Um, especially during this time period now that everyone's going through, I've had to approach my brand in a different way as well. I think as in everyone has during, um, this time, but, um, I'm still growing, but yeah, that's basically where I am caught up to present day. (laughs) Yeah. And I love that. And I love that you share, you know, honestly that like, you know, you are still growing. Everything has been, you know, a stepping stone and a building block because I felt the same way, you know, in my career. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs really do when they start to look at their path and they go, wow, it really kind of looks like I'm all over the place, but it really was a stepping stone from each spot. You know, like same with me, it was like, you know, I worked in, you know, corporate, you know, design. And then after quite some time, I moved into, you know, entertainment. 
and into movies in New York and, you know, working as a costume assistant, but really it was like, you know, donuts, like you said, and, you know, doing bitch work, you know, and, you yeah. know, I mean, and you do those things to advance, you know, and then I went to LA and became a stylist and, you know, became a mom, like, you know, all these things that, you know, all the different stepping stones in your career that help you build to where you are. I think a lot of times people don't understand that or know that the behind the scenes. So that's why I always love to ask that question and have people really share it and explain their behind the scenes of their life. Because I think it's really inspirational for those that are like, you know, just starting out and are like, oh my gosh, well, how am I there? It's like, well, yeah, listen to your story. Like you worked super hard. You've been in so many different situations and taken all the way to build this brand that you're doing now. I love that you kept placing yourself with Brad and being like, um, <laughs> you need me in your life. Okay. No, really you do. Like you basically, he was calling me a stalker <laughs> at one point. He's like, stop being a stalker. I'm like, well, I love it. Cause you basically like manifested your way in there. Like, yeah. like I'm going to keep saying this until this happens. So, <laughs> yeah. Pretty awesome. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> But, you know, it's true. And it's true. You work hard and, you know, you keep building and growing. And so obviously you've been so many amazing places because of that work. And then obviously things you've done in your own brand, everything you've experienced. So would you say that from going through like running around with Brad to all these like amazing, you know, fabulously extravagant places to then of course, like you being different places as well, would you say is that what kind of sparked you into being like, okay, this is fabulous. Like not everyone can have this. And I want everyone to be able to feel like there's a way to be able to do this so they can reach that fabulous level, whatever that may be to travel and explore, but not feel like they have to break a budget. Yeah, exactly. And I think that what triggered me was when I kind of started traveling and um, kind of showing and started writing my, on my website and stuff, people kept coming to me. Um, a lot of of which of people I grew up with and people were like writing me and saying, I'm living through you. And that like broke my heart. I was like, that's not my goal. Like Aww. my, you know, it's like, my goal is to encourage you to do it. My goal is to, and then that's when I was like, I'm, I'm going to start showing and whether it's tips or ideas or like, you know, just a way that I can actually bring it. And I, you know, I, I try to, as you know, our online world, um, there's an amazing there's amazing people and putting such fantastic stuff out there. And uh, like also why you and I, I think, you know, get along really well and like connect is because you're super real and you're, whether it's about your, your um, work life, your, you know, your home life, your kids, all that stuff. You're like, Hey, look, like I'm just like you, you know, and like, this is my daily life and this is what I'm loving. It's like eating, but like, you know, some days aren't that amazing and some days are amazing. I mean, that's life, right? So, you know, a lot of people I think get lost in online stuff. And I think that they think that, you know, all these influencers or just people in general kind of, you know, have an easier life and have kind of, um, nothing ever goes wrong or it seems that way. Right. Or like, I wish I could be that person. Right. Right. Yes. And it's like, that's not usually the reality. Maybe that's what's, that's, what they're trying to portray or that's how you're taking whatever it is. Um, I think it's really nice just to like, just to humanize the situation or humanize stories and, um, and also appeal to, uh, the real people out there that are, that are wanting to hear your stories and soak all that up. And, you know, there's an audience that wants that so bad. And I mean, I, 
I have like such a, it was how I was when I, so I was a concierge about like 25, 26 years old in New York. And I was obsessed with New York city. I knew everything about that whole city. Okay. And I spent all my days just walking around aimlessly getting lost and finding new, because I grew up in an island in South Carolina. I didn't have the, I didn't have a lot of cultures. Like there was like, basically everyone was the same religion. Um, you know, and it's like, I was sheltered and I didn't even know it. And then when I traveled, that's when my mind was exploded in a good way. And then, then moving to New York is like, come on, it's like traveling every day of your life, you know? And that's yeah. what I loved about it. It's like, I'm in Chinatown. Wait, I'm in little Italy. Like it was just, Oh, it was so cool to me. And, um, so I made it my job literally becoming a concierge to know everything about the city. But I, um, my favorite thing ever was when someone came to New York for the first time, like I went crazy. Like I had to be craziest itineraries ever to give them <laughs> and like they were like I'm never doing all this I'm like it's cool but you know but it was like the stuff that isn't on you know like the not necessarily the tourist guides it was like I what I would do on my Saturday or Sunday right so it was like the really cool maybe the dim sum like around the corner down the street whatever alleyway or the um you know like walk that bridge maybe not that but just like insights but people like lit up and they were so excited. And, um, and that's what, like, I was like, oh, this makes me like, I, I felt so good. I was like, this is awesome. Like I'm showing and enlightening kind of and showing a different side of a place. Um, and that's how I feel when someone goes somewhere for the first time, or maybe like tried a certain tip and they come back and they're like, you know, thank you for like all my wedding stuff. People are like going crazy because they're like, weddings are expensive. I am with you, you know, and it's, yeah. and so anything to save people any money or help them, you know, and I think, um, yeah, it just it fulfills me so much. Like I get so excited. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. Well, and it's true. It's like, same with me with, you know, styling, like obviously there's like a lister that I style who have, you know, there's no such thing as a budget. And then there's like the rest of the world, like most of us who have to stay on budget and have to look at numbers and look at what's what and how are they going to spend and what are they going to afford? And I would do the same thing. I'm like, you know, even sometimes I say like cheap and chic, like sometimes I'll wear something from, you know, Target, you know, Target for like 20 bucks. And someone's like, oh my God, you look so cute. And I'm like, it's literally Target and it was $20 <laughs> and I'm cheap and chic. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. like, it's like, there's nothing wrong with that. And then also like mixing, of course, with fashion, like I've taken a high end, you know, like Alexander Wang and then put it, you know, with Target shoes, like whatever it may be, you know, that you want to put together and create. And I think it's kind of similar with you with travel. It's like, you're showing how certain things might be more expensive, like a wedding, but then how you could tie in something else that maybe would be, you know, as expensive, but you still get to enjoy the experience. And I love that you kind of look at it that way. So it is really attainable for everyone. Yeah, because it's not about, like I always say, I never want to take away an experience for you. So like if something's super important to you, great, don't give up on that, right? Like, so for if you, like you were styling, like if, if you have like somebody that wants you to style them and they're obsessed with nice shoes, you're not going to take it away from them, but maybe you cut costs in the other areas, you know? So it's the same sort of thing with travel. It's like, you know, with like with my wedding, for instance, like I wanted a destination wedding. Those are expensive, you know? So I already knew that making a decision to have a destination wedding, I just have to go into that. But I picked a country that was like not as expensive as most of like Europe or anything. I also picked a castle for $300 in Airbnb. I did my research. So I did my homework. Like sometimes it's an extra step or like, a little bit of work goes a long way, you know, and it's, I didn't traditionally look for a wedding dress. I went to sample sales and like 
a charity event thing and like got my dress for $25, you know, it's, but it was perfect for me. And that's the whole point. It was a perfect dress for me. I loved it. I also loved it came with a story. Like I'm more of that um, than a label kind of thing. Um, but again, it's, if it's important for, to you, like don't ever take that away from yourself. Um, travel is the same way. You know, people always are like, I'm just a hotel person. Cause I always talk about how much I love kind of vacation rentals. Cause I like to stay like a local, but I was like, hotels are fantastic. Hey, I love a nice hotel too. So like, if that's your thing, don't, you know, that's fine, you know, but like, if you want to save money, maybe cut costs more in like the restaurants that you go to, or, you know, create your own excursions. Maybe don't hire a tour guide, like stuff like that. Um, just being creative, but also maintaining what is important to you. Like the experiences you really want to take away from it. Right. Well, and I love that you said that because I think that obviously that that pertains to so much, obviously just in life with like, I say the same with fashion, like, you know, if that trend isn't for you, then like, don't feel like you have to force yourself to wear it or make it, you know, or if like you really, really, you know, are all about dresses then like, don't become, you know, the girl that's wearing, you know, the pants because those pants are like, you know, less expensive than that dress, like find ways to cut back. And I love that you said the same thing. Like, you're like, okay, you maybe, you know, the wedding for you, the nation was most important. So then everything else around it gets trimmed. And I think like that's a really great way to explain it. It's like, hey, you don't have to give up on everything, but you have to make sacrifices and realize like, if I'm going to make this work, I have to realize like what I'm going into and say, okay, this is a must, but then everything else is kind of like, how am I going to trim this back? How am I going to look at this? So that being said, like, if someone came to you or someone was reading, you know, I've been on your website, obviously, but if someone like was going to go to your website now and they're looking at the different suggestions that, you know, you have overall in general for travel and let's say they're like, okay, I want to plan a trip and, you know, I really want to go like, I don't know, uh, Bali. I really want to go to Bali and I know like I want to stay on the like, waterfront property. How would you just in general give them tips of like how they could get to Bali and like, you know, find their dream spot on the water, but then they're like, okay, but I realize like, I won't have that much money to spend in Bali. Like, what do you say to someone like that? Who like, like would be like, I've never been, I don't want to wait till I'm like you said, like super old and retired and and I want to go and experience it now. But I really know I truly possibly can't afford most of that experience. How do you like approach someone like that? Who feels like I really love what you're putting out there, but like, I don't know how I could apply it to my life and travel. Yeah, no, of course. And like the thing with uh, Bali, like the great thing about Bali is it is once you get there, it is so cheap. Like, okay. Yeah. So like, that is why when you look on the internet, like social media, Instagram, there's so many people that live there. (laughs) Like, like all, a lot of influencers live there. A lot got stuck there because of coronavirus. Um, But it's, it's so cheap. I went there for a month last year and um, you know, we stayed for $30 a night in our own bungalow. So, um, what I, how I approach, especially travel where, um, that is a long flight that is an expensive flight, but you need to be flexible. I always say that I'm like, you have to get out of, if you want to save money, especially on different parts of it, say the flight, for instance, that's where you always start. You have to be flexible. So we're talking about dates. We're talking about locations. You know, you have to go the extra, extra, extra leg. Like everyone always laughs at my husband and I, but we will do anything to get a cheaper flight. We also just like love, love the, like that we got it. Like we drove 
drove seven hours to Fort Lauderdale to take an $80 flight to the Dominican Republic. And I was, everyone was like, how did you find an $80 flight? I'm like, well, we drove seven hours to Fort Lauderdale to take an $80 wow, flight. Oh, okay. But it's, but it's like, so how I always look at flights, I start, I always use Google flights. That's basically the only thing I use. And so once you go into Google flights, um, say you live in Atlanta. I don't know. I'm just picking a city. So you say you live in Atlanta. Atlanta is a hub. So that's not a good, uh, a good one. But say you live in um, Charleston where I am right now. Okay. So Charleston's not a bit major hubs, meaning that flights are not cheap because you always have to go through a major hub like Atlanta or New York to get anywhere. Okay. So that you always know it's going to be a little bit more expensive. So what I do is I kind of open up the search. So um, you can start by looking at Charleston but maybe look at Atlanta because that is a four hour drive from here. Not that bad of a drive. And there's direct flights from Atlanta to most places because it's the headquarters of Delta. So um, what I would do is put in like Atlanta, for instance, and then I would leave open the destination, meaning you don't put anything, leave it blank. And then I would pull up the, you can pull up the calendar and just, select like July 1st, for instance, you don't have to put a return date at all. So what Google Flights does, which is awesome, it searches all locations out of what you're the place that you're leaving from and all dates every month. So if you it will show you at a giant map of the whole world. And so like if you zoom into the Bali area, um, you know, different parts of Indonesia are cheaper to fly into. So the, the reason I'm saying all of this is kind of be flexible because you can fly into another area of Indonesia or we went through Thailand and then over to Bali. Um, if you kind of um, think outside the box a little bit, don't just be like, I need to get to that place. If you go, if you take a flight and just have a layover, it might seem like a random place, but you usually save so much money. Um, and the dates too, like we're talking about, I'm not saying be flexible month to month because a lot of people can't do that. That's not realistic, but be flexible with days. So some people search, I want to leave Friday and come back Monday. I want to leave Friday, come back Sunday. I mean, those are expensive dates to fly. So, you know, if you just leave on Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday night, even, you know, you don't necessarily have to take off more work, but Thursday night and, um, it, sometimes you're saving $500 by just leaving the day before or the day after or any of that. So just like be flexible with your flights. That's always my thing. Um, be flexible with your locations, maybe drive a little bit. But again, it, you know, I have friends that are like, I would rather pay $500 and drive five hours. Okay. I'm like, that's fine. You do you, you know, but, um, but you know, but if you, but if budget is a thing, you know, and then be flexible with maybe having to maybe drive to an airport that's a larger airport than where you live. Um, and also maybe fly into another airport, then take a small plane to where you're going. Um, just have flexibility there. And then when you get there, I am a huge, I, we, I just talked about it a minute ago, but I love a vacation rental. Um, if you go to Airbnb and pull up Bali, um, I'm like the, they're the most unbelievable houses you'll ever see. Some of them come with like, like someone to help you cook in, in stuff every day. Um, they're insanely gorgeous. I mean, if you wanted to go all out, like all you would need to spend is a hundred dollars a night in Bali. And that, that's like a honeymoon bungalow beachside, like just amazing. Um, we stayed in Ubud and Changu and like, we were in 
kind of off the ocean a little bit, but like a five minute moped. Um, everyone drives scooters there. So like a moped ride. And so we were saying 30 to $40 every night and that's it. And we have our own pool. <laughs> so it was insane. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful, but it's so inexpensive once you're there. That's the thing in your head. It's like, if I need to spend a little bit more on my flight, okay, but I'm going to save by having my own little bungalow and house. You can cook, you know, but Bali's food is really cheap to eat out. So like, you're also not going to spend a ton on your daily life, which is a, which is a huge, uh, you know, what a lot of people spend on is eating out and drinking out. So, um, I always cook. That's how we always save so much money and we go somewhere, but we treat ourselves. We always have like a treat in different ways, you know, like we will go out to dinner and have a, a nice romantic time. Um, you know, that's something to look forward to, but we know we're going to save money. We're going to cook the next two nights, you know? So it's kind of just going to give and take, but little steps that, that actually go a long way. Right. Well, and I love that you said like a little treat. Like I think a lot of times, and I'm guilty of this too, is like, you know, like you want to go and then you're like, Oh, but I want to go do this and I want to go do that. And it's like, okay, but then you're not really thinking about how to make things like you said, trim down and how to make things like be on that budget. So I think that's a really good point is like, think about, you know, okay, if we're going to save money and we're going to cook most days and like, that's what we're going to commit to, but then we'll treat ourselves and still go out and, you know, have a nice dinner, but like not, so not every night. Exactly. And it's also too, just like a little bit of, I mean, what we have on the internet, we have access to everything. And I think that a lot of people, you get kind of caught up by booking so much excursion and so much stuff in advance. Um, that gets really expensive. I mean, if you just kind of like do a little bit of research, you don't necessarily need someone to hold your hand through different experiences. So like, you know, whether it is, you know, we can download any app now. I mean, you can download free audible history app, walking apps in any city. So like, that's something if, that, if you're into that, you don't necessarily need someone to walk you around the city. You know, you can listen to an audible app that's free and it will tell you every history monument, museum stuff, like everything cool. I mean, there's stuff like that in anywhere you'll go. Um, that is free, but it's, it's, you have to be kind of an independent a little bit and with your traveling, you know, it's not someone's going to kind of hold your hand or walk you through it. But again, if that's something you like, then that's fine. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, obviously everyone's different. And I love that you gave the advice too about like the flights and all that, because that's so true. Like we just, you know, ended up, I told you flying out to uh, my in-laws, you know, be in mountains, be in Pennsylvania. And we looked at the flights and of course the lower right knocks are that's going on in the world. But we, you know, we looked at them and my husband was like, okay, well, if we go on Tuesday versus a Thursday, Friday or weekend, we can save like quite a few hundred bucks and then if we stay to like another Tuesday and like because of, of course working from home, we have a little bit more flexibility right now. But it was like, oh, if we stayed like two weeks longer, then the flights would go down and come back on a random Tuesday than if we had gone back earlier and like picked a Friday. So, and I have no, actually not really ever really looked at that. And because Justin was like pulling up the full month of the map of like Southwest, mm -hmm looking at the prices, like you were kind of saying, then we could really see that and see the prices. And I was like, oh, wow, that is a huge difference. So that's a really good tip just for any travel in general. So really, if you can be flexible, to look at that so you can just save money off of that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it, it sounds so silly and little, but like that, just that tiny extra step makes a massive difference with money. 
Right, right. Yeah. And I think a lot of people probably don't, you know, they don't normally, obviously, in a normal world when they're working and busy, they don't think about that because like all of us are on autopilot and doing everything and you don't take that extra step. But obviously you do because this is what you do and this is, you know, your business and your brand and what you're passionate about. So it's like, you know, you take those little steps and like you said, you save so much money. So now, obviously, everything that we're all going through, we're all in this snow together. And I know you've been pivoting and switching a lot to, you know, helping people with like virtual uh, trips, as well as like helping stay safe with road trips and getting out in nature and all these different things. I would love to discuss like, you know, what you've been kind of sharing as new tips and new ways for people to kind of get out right now as the world is opening up a little bit and we're all trying to kind of figure out how to navigate things safely but still be sane because you and I have talked so much about you know offline how much we struggle with our own mental health and needing to have you know that type of change of scenery or needing to get out or whatever it may be like I would love for you to share some of those tips of like what you think with you know road trips and how people can maybe get themselves out and their kids out if their kids can't go to camp like you know just all those different things that i think a lot of us are thinking about right now i feel like everyone has this like travel itch right now because everyone's stuck you know and at home and so i think like if you could share some of now things are opening up a little bit more and we are seeing a little bit more changes like hey what would you say like are some good things people can do maybe right off the bat and you know be safe as possible but get to have that change of scene or that change of mindset or whatever it may be yeah absolutely and i think i mean we're all in this together i know we've all said that a ton of times but like it's you know it's it's hard i mean we're at this like tipping point too where there's not really an end in sight like and i don't mean to say that to make it sound depressing or sad but like we don't know what's going to happen right so um but that does not mean that we can't kind of create an adventure and experience this summer. And I think that everyone in the family needs it. Um, it's good for our well-being, like our mental state, um, our physical state. Like we, we need this. Um, and it's so important to look forward to something and be excited about something. And so many kids, you know, miss out on spring breaks and graduations. And, you know, the parents, we all need a, you know, a breather. So I am like all about nature this summer because, you know, it's the best way. Um, we're so lucky in the United States, how many national parks we have and just amazing parks in general. But um, it's the best way to really have this kind of really cool. Um, I mean, a lot of them should be on everyone's bucket list. Like they're unbelievable. Um, these parks, you know, Grand Canyon, Zion, Yosemite, like the list goes on. But you know, in California alone, there is 11 national parks, you know, in, in a almost all of them are open. Um, definitely check their website. Some of them are just doing day passes at this time period, but um, they're all either partially or fully open completely. And because nature is a way that we can naturally social distance, like if you have a wide open space, you're not, you don't have to be worried about dodging a, a person passing them. You know, we, uh, we can, we have the ability to naturally distance ourselves, you know, and there a lot of them are doing um, one way paths. So like on the hiking path, you know, it's all just going to go one direction so that there's no looping and people don't aren't forced to pass each other. Um, and I think that I mean, safety is is what it's all about moving forward. We have to educate ourselves and just be smart. And um, but I'm all about the parks. I mean, get in that car, go on a road trip. 
you know, I have so many people um, I'm talking to that are RVing for the first time in their life. Um, you know, they're, they have the, I mean, there's the trendiest campers ever out there right now. Um, there's, they're like retro and cool and like trendy. Um, I, I think they're fantastic. Some of them, you know, obviously are trailers pull behind your car, but also some are drivable. And again, you're in your own space. And so you can control that. It's all about what we can control, right? So that is where we can maintain our safety, you know? And I think that not everyone's ready to stay at a hotel or fly yet. And that's totally fine. Um, but, you know, but everyone's taking precautions. People are fully aware that this is an issue. And, um, you know, and so, I mean, rent, rent those RVs. You can do um, Cruise America is a good site or RV Share. These are companies that you can actually rent an RV from. They're in every size possible. Um, the entire family can be together. Um, but you're on the open road and you're, you know, like I said, check off a bucket list, go see the Grand Canyon. If you've never seen it. Um, and you're safe and you're in wide open spaces. There is, um, have you ever heard of harvest host? I haven't. It's so cool. You'll check it out. You'll love it. It's, um, so it's a platform. Um, and once you become a member, it's $79 for the entire year. And then once you become a member that you have a database of over a thousand locations and it's across the entire United States. So basically what it is, it's for RV and camping. So you have to have your own car, RV or camper. But what it is, is that you go in and you pull up a map and basically you can see everything that's offered, but, um, you can you select where you want to go and you stay on either farms or wineries or breweries. Um, sometimes it's um, small museums. Basically they open up your, their land for you to camp. You're the only one there. <laughs> and it's so cool because you're also supporting small businesses and kind of like giving back and that's their whole thing. So your first night's always free. And they also, they do all they ask is for you to, um, give back. So like if you are at a winery, for instance, maybe buy a bottle of wine, or if you're at a farm, you know, buy some crops from the farmer, but, um, it's really, really cool. It's such a unique way to have a road trip. Um, again, you could like wait, you literally wake up in like in vineyards, like in, in, and just drink local wine and kind of, um, enjoy the outdoors. Fresh air is medicine, you know, like we need this. Um, and I mean, that's just, and it's the safest way to go. You're in a controlled environment. You can pick and choose where you want to go, you know, and, um, it's just a unique experience that's beyond affordable. Like that's, it's so affordable and really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. And I mean, I think all, I mean, most of us love, you know, a nice glass of wine and like being out in nature. <laughs> I, lo I love a good winery and being able to like, explore and all that. So that sounds really, really cool. What's it called? Harvest what? Harvest host. Harvest host. Okay. Harvest Very host. Yeah. It's super cool. I'll have to check it out. Um, but yeah, I mean, and like you said, like road trip adventures, even just for the day going to the park. And yeah, I understand that many people aren't ready to fly yet. I mean, even we debated back and forth, you know, do we go, do we not go? And we just finally were like, you know what, we're going to, you know, my husband's parents, they've been quarantined. We're in the mountains. You know, we obviously, we went out of Burbank instead of LAX because we wanted to try to okay. mitigate as many people as possible. Um, and, you know, when we had our masks and our wipes and essential oils and hand sanitizer and, you know, everything. And we just wiped okay. down and cleaned. And, you know, we spoke to the Southwest. They were really great about telling us they medical uh, 
great clean every plane that deplane then they wait till it's clean till they let people on they only had 10 people get on the plane um, at a time masks nice. were told to be worn the entire time and they made announcements that you must keep your mask on during the whole flight um, the employees had them on they were clean when we got on so you know we felt i think as safe as we could possibly feel um and felt secure yeah. and that and really we maintained our distance and it was kind of wild to see walking around the airport seeing everyone in masks and to see that like all the floors have big circles that say six feet and so you know like where you're standing I mean it's very wild to kind of experience that but at least it was the comfort like okay things are being done to try to promote as much safety as possible if you're not at home yeah well and like I I think it's the safest time to fly now, like if, if any time, <laughs> like it, I mean, they are taking every precaution, like they're spraying those planes down. You know, a lot of times they're not allowing people to sit next to each other. Obviously you guys are together, but like they're, they're, they are aware. They don't want you to get sick on their plane. Right. So they are taking every precaution. Like, and I mean, so, I mean, I, you know, like, I think they're doing a great job the best they can. So, um, and, we are going to have to travel again, you know, like, um, I think the biggest thing and the takeaway that we all are just have now is, is, is just aware of, I mean, I've never washed my hands so much in my life, you know, and like, but it's good, you know, it's a trigger that I now have. It's an automatic thing now. And that's the whole point. We just have to be aware and be safe and wear a mask and, you know, be aware of distance, but that's, you know, that's, that's what we can do move forward. Right. Exactly. I, you know, I, completely agree with you. And it's like, obviously everyone has to make their own decisions and figure out how they feel comfortable and, you know, when they feel comfortable and that's up to each individual. But I agree. Like, that's how I felt too. They're really trying as best they can with travel right now. So I feel like we felt good about it. And again, we felt good about where we were going and that we were with family and be, you know, in the mountains and secluded and not be like in the cities and everything. So for us, you know, for us, it was like a mental health check-in of like, okay, it's been really hard. It's been hard for all of us, of course, but it's been really hard for us. And especially me, I was so pregnant at the end and, you know, it was a blessing to be home with my family, but then also really hard to be stuck in quarantine being so yeah. pregnant, toddler and, you know, the whole thing. And so it was like, okay, you know what? We needed to change the scene. Like it just felt like the right thing to do. Amelia is so happy to be with her grandparents. Lake and walking around and you know it's just it's just so nice and you're right there's something about nature that's just so therapeutic and it's like so such a healthy cleanse and your body feels so good and I already like we were in here for not even like a day and I already feel like oh you know it's like yeah it's just, it's just nice and obviously everyone has to make those decisions for themselves but I think that you know, there is something to be said, like you said, this has been hard. And I think there is something to be said for mental health. And that being said, like, you know, because you are so honest on your social as am I, like, how do you feel like, because you are normally someone to travel, like, how are you feeling now things are opening back up? And how are you feeling about like, being able to kind of maybe go back to a little bit of your traveling with your business? Or are you going to continue to do some virtual work and be home. Like, how are you feeling everything being that this really is like your, your world? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's been a strange journey mentally. I feel like I've gone through different cycles in a matter of three months, you know? And, 
um, I was frustrated at first, you know, and then I was like, and this is out of my control. I, I mean, what, what's going to help me getting frustrated? Like, who am I getting frustrated at? You know? Um, so I, and then I was like, you know what, let's just, uh, buckle down and figure out, um, kind of how I can still, uh, be helpful and bring information and be encouraging and all that to people still. Um, and so like I had to shift all that. Right. And so like now it's, it's this weird limbo of time. I feel like, because it's strange. It's like city to city, state to state. You know, I think that in um, certain cities and states, people are starting to go back to normal. Um, obviously, the numbers are kind of rising again, which can be expected when people are getting out of lockdown. Um, but then, you know, some places like New York, which I spend so much time in is, you know, what phase one still. So it's weird for me. So it's like almost like I'm on the edge of um so I'm just like just trying to encourage so much for people to do something, but do it safely because I, you know, I feel like it's not um, responsible for me to fully encourage travel again, um, which is, yeah, which is obvious, but it's, I'm itching myself. Right. So I want it to, so it's, it's tricky. Like I want to even just be like, what can we look forward to to 2021? That's how I feel about it at this point. Like it's, it's hard. I don't know what to tell people. Like, I do travel predictions a lot and, you know, my travel predictions are kind of just all based on being smart now. Like how can we travel? We are eventually going to travel, but like what's going to be different. And it's all about like, you know, um, contactless, right? So everything's going to be contactless. Like you and I are going to talk to a hotel person anymore at a lot of places, like checking in on a, on your, at an app check, you know, scanning that on your door, like, you know, you have to basically have every app because, um, they're just going to avoid, you know, talking to people. I mean, they do it in Europe with a baggage check a lot. Um, you know, which I love cause I'm always over, <laughs> but, um, I always love that. I don't have to talk to someone when I'm dropping my bag off, but, um, <laughs> no, <laughs> cause I'm always like, wait, what? Um, it's over. It's so strange. But, um, but yeah, so it's like, you know, those are the kind of just what our future is looking at, but it's still so weird for me. And it's, I mean, I, I still, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm still a little kind of down a little bit about when um, I can kind of get out there again. And I mean, for me, like you, you're an extrovert, you're a people person. I, and it's just, that's also been challenging for me. It's like, I also thrive off of people. Not that I need to be at a party, but it's like the energy of people. So I, you know, even just sitting at a cafe and working, I miss those days, like just kind of feeling other people and kind of that just, I love that vibe. And, um, and so it's, you know, been hard to be creative at times or come up with new ideas or, um, so, you know, it's been, it's definitely been, um, an interesting cycle for me. I've learned a lot about myself, I think, during this journey. Um, I think and, we all have. <laughs> yeah. It's like testing. It's a huge test. <laughs> yeah, it is for sure. It's it's very interesting. I was talking to my mother-in-law about that, but we were saying that for a lot of people, it's been a very testing time and learning time and growing and evolving. And obviously businesses are pivoting and, you know, all of us entrepreneurs are figuring out ways to, like you said, to handle you know, not maybe being getting these an extrovert out in the world, but still be an extrovert online and connect. And you know, it's uh, it's 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 very interesting. You know, in, in that space and everything. And like what you were saying, so for twenty twenty one, right? You're like, okay, you're yeah. not ready to fully encourage travel yet, but yet you're still kind of teetering and kind of figuring out if you're going to start and what you're going to do. 
you know, 2021 being that we're basically halfway through the year now, like, what are you kind of um, encouraging your followers and let, you know, your blog to look forward to? What are you kind of discussing now for 2021 for people to be ready to travel and be excited to travel? Yeah. I mean, I, realistically, I think through the next year, like through, tw- through the, basically through the beginning of 2021, I think we'll still be domestic travel. I really do. Not that, I mean, I don't think that Europe, I mean, Europe has already said we can't come in for a while. <laughs> um, <laughs> they said no Americans. Um, so I think that we won't get access to Europe and stuff for a bit. Definitely not New Zealand, Australia, that side of the world at all for another year, they've said. Um, and it's because how we've handled it and they haven't fully agreed with that. Um, so, but I think that in, but for me and how I think about it is that like, I've always said to myself, I do, I, I always tended to go international and I, I keep saying to myself, I'm going to do more domestic travel. I'm going to do more domestic travel and I hit the coast, but I kind of forget about everything in between, you know? And so, um, I always said, you know, I, I want to do, I want to get on the car. Like I want to take the couch chats that we did on the road. Like I want to bring it to town. So I want to like highlight I'm all, and I keep promoting it all about, um, the small town. So like, if you went to like the bustly touristy beach town, like look outside the box a little bit, go with a small beach town. We need to also help build up the economy in these small towns again. We need to help local businesses. So, you know, I think that, you know, it still can be this, you know, your, your best family trip ever, but I think that we're going to be doing it domestically, which is fine. You know, it, it still can be great. We have amazing things to choose from. Um, you know, like you can be in like little different worlds in, in the United States, like Solving. When I went to Solving for the first time in California, I was like, where am I? But that's the cool thing. You know, I think that, um, a lot of times we don't realize like what's in our own backyard and California is the best state ever for that. I mean, I remember when I went to Joshua Tree for the first time, we were talking about that. I was like, it was just, I feel like I was in a movie set. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's like, and that brings me to like kind of what you're doing. Like you're in a peaceful place, remote in like a mountain house. Right. So I love, I did that recently about a month ago with my family. We rented a, a mountain house in Asheville, North Carolina. We, there was no one around for miles and it was magical. And it kind of like feeded my soul. You know, it was like kind of replenished um, it cleared your head. It was different than your normal day. It was different than your house. It's different than what you've been doing for three months. And that's so important. Um, why I keep saying I love vacation rental homes. I mean, I'm not saying it's just Airbnb. There's obviously Airbnb. There's vacation rental by owner. There's home away. Um, there's so many options to choose from when it comes to, um, vacation rental homes. Um, but it's, it's a way to, also be in a completely new place. You're safe in your, in a home. They're taking extra precautions. All the companies are basically, um, saying that you need 24 hours in between, um, check-in and check-outs of, and you never see anyone. All of them are keyless. Um, there's a lockbox or, um, a keypad. And, you know, so like if you can not have contact with somebody, um, and you're also in your own space, you're literally just taking whoever you've been quarantining with and moving them to a new house, you know? Um, but like do something crazy and different. I mean, I did like that kind of glamping tent thing in Joshua tree for a couple of days. That was like, I was in like a platform bed in the tent. It was so cool. <laughs> um, there's houseboats, you know, there is, um, 
vintage airstreams that you can rent um, that are stationary. You don't have to go on the road. You know, it's like, just think outside the boat with, I mean, think of it just like you can choose so many different things. And, and with that for the summer, you know, rent a house, go somewhere different off the grid, but go hiking, you know, go biking, you know, obviously hit up the beach, um, go snorkeling, you know, La Jolla is like one of the top snorkeling places in the entire world. And it's in San Diego, <laughs> you know, um, so it's like, it's just take advantage of what we have here domestically. You can do it safely. You can do it in your own time, in your own space. And I think that's, you know, it's what we want. We want to ensure safety. And if we can control our environment, that's the number one thing. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I love that you talked about all the different types of rentals and all that. What are your thoughts on when someone's trying to book a rental? Because I'm not going to lie. Like I've stayed in quite a few Airbnbs, but they've been mostly through friends who have done it or a group when we used to go, you know, away with a group who would handle that. And I wasn't really in charge of that because it's not my, you know, skill set of like knowing what to look for. What would be some tips for people that may not want to stay again at a hotel or whatever, and they want to look into, okay, you know, um, I want to do a vacation rental or I want to do an Airbnb or someone's house, private owner, that kind of thing where they feel more comfortable what you know, advice or tips would you give with that? Cause I feel like that's something I have personally struggled with. Yeah. yeah. I, I always set my filter. I use Airbnb a lot and because mainly because it's everywhere in the world and I automatically set my filter to select super hosts. So that means that the person you're renting from has a 4.5, 4.8 or above um, rating. So five's the best. So basically there's little to anything that anyone said bad about them. Um, and that's broken down from like location, cleanliness, um, response time. Um, you know, there's like, there's like a bunch of different things that it, that's broken down to. And, um, so, you know, automatically that they have pretty good rating and it can't be a new rental. So like they have to have, I think 10, 10 reviews to even get to a super host status. So like some people would stay there and, um, when it's a super host, I, then I, I, if I like it, I automatically go to their reviews. I, I am, it's like, what matters to you? I need to have Wi-Fi. I need to have strong Wi-Fi. That's, <laughs> <a given. laughs> That's my number one. Um, and then I make sure that they, you know, I kind of just, I'm like, what's the bad situation? Cause sometimes they're like zero beds. You're like, how is that possible? You know? And it's just like, sometimes it's a pull out couch. So you just have to be a little savvy with like, you need to know like, what is the best situation? Um, and then do they have a kitchen? Cause sometimes they're kitchenettes. Like you just need to read through to the lines a little bit, look at the pictures obviously, but read what it says is amenities. That's going to tell you exactly what it's supplied in the place. Um, and you're protected with Airbnb, which I like. If you ever have a problem, you take it up with Airbnb, they'll refund you or like anything like that. It comes with insurance. Um, you know, so that obviously makes you feel good. Um, but I also just look at location because sometimes they, you know, say they're somewhere and you just need to pull up the map and just actually see where they're located. But, um, but yeah, if you set, if you do super host, you know, everyone thought they were amazing basically. So like you usually can't go wrong. Um, but if you, like you, Allie, like if you wanted to have this like really great experience and wanted to read an Airbnb, there's a thing called Airbnb plus and that, is like they're verified by Airbnb. Airbnb goes and takes professional photos of their places. Like they have, they have to have so many more amenities. Like you have to have amenities for the bathroom. You have to have 
like, I don't like just special things that make them stand out from everyone else. So they're like the coolest places. Like sometimes they're like in a cave in Greece, but like, you're, I don't know, you know, like something really unique. Um, but Airbnb pluses are awesome. Just if you have free time, just go look at them. They're so fun. <laughs> I love that. No, I think that's, that's awesome. And I think that's great advice because like, it's true. Like I'll go through the pictures, but then I'm like, okay, so it looks nice, but like, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm always afraid. Like, oh, what if they, they make pictures, make it look way nicer than it is. And it really isn't nice. You know what I mean? Like those yeah. are the kinds of things yeah. that I personally think about, you know, and I don't need it to be like perfect, but I just need to know it's like, I mean, even before all this, I just need to know it was clean, you know, that it you know, was a good spot, had Wi-Fi, like you said, you know, and just like a few simple things. So I think a lot of people yeah. sometimes maybe, you know, are deterred. Like I know even my mom will be like, well, you know, I don't know if I want to stay in Airbnb because I don't know who stayed there before. And you know, I don't know like what it's like and blah, blah, blah. And I think sometimes like the same with me. It's like, sometimes I want to go have the adventure, but then I'm like, oh, should I stay there? Because I don't really know much about it. So it's like, I think tips like that of what to look for. And also to know that Airbnb um, does like really check things and reimburse. Like that's a really good travel tip because I actually didn't know that. Yeah. And it's all about reviews. Like, I know it might seem annoying, like when you stay somewhere and you're asked to leave a review, but like take two seconds because I go off reviews, you know, and I think other people do too. Cause it's like, if someone writes, look, somebody at the front desk was not nice to me. The internet was poor. I'm in no way staying there. You know what I mean? So it's, it's taking two seconds or if the person's like, this was lovely, better than the pic. Sometimes it says this place was great. It's better than the pictures. Cause sometimes people are just taking pictures of their phone, you know? And so anyway, just read reviews and also leave them, read them and leave them like for sure. No, I, I, I love that. And, and it's true. It's like read reviews. Like it is a little bit tedious, but it's, it's, it's true. Like real people are leaving the reviews for the most part. So you want to know what they're saying and like what they think of everything. So it's, it's a, it's a good strategy when you're looking at like, Oh, should I stay here or should I not? And I love too, that you said, you know, find things that are kind of in your backyard and helping build up those local businesses. It's true. We really need to help support those um, local businesses right now and really help those smaller places that don't have that kind of build up and are struggling with the economy. I think that's a really great thing that you're doing to promote and share and say like, hey, like check out what's in your backyard, what's around you, what's nearby, what's that small town that you maybe didn't go to because you didn't know anything about it. Like make an adventure of it. I think that's a really cool way to look at this time as things are starting to open up and you're debating making some travel happen. Like, I think that's a really cool, like, Hey, not many people will probably be there because it's kind of secluded or it's a small town or it's not known, but you get to have like your own adventure, which I know you're all about is like, how do you bring that adventure into your life? Exactly. If you create in like create your own adventures, you know what I mean? Like, like you can create your experience, you can create your travel and like, we got to get creative right now because, you know, we don't have everything we had before. So, but you can do that. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's so awesome. Well, and I love all the tips you shared and like, just, you know, the way you look at travel, because again, like I think so many people, myself included, there's so many times where I'm like, oh, like we just can't afford that or we just can't do that or whatever it may be. And it's like, I think, like you said, you just take more time, you do more research. Maybe you can't plan things as spontaneously because you have to actually really like hone in on what the budget is, what you're going to be really wanting and then what you're going to cut back on. But I think it's great that you really do want to bring travel to everyone and want everyone to feel like 
they can have their own adventures, they can have their own experience. It's just a matter of what you're willing to do to get there. Absolutely. A little, a little bit goes a long way. And it's, you know, I think that sometimes the easiest, um, like the easiest decision, or like maybe booking a cruise or an all-inclusive resort, that sounds easy, you know, but like yeah. you could do that. You literally could be plopped down and be anywhere in the world. You know, like if you're traveling, don't you want to really kind of feel where you are, you know, like kind of experience where you are. And that's where I think it's really great. Let, you know, try to travel like a local once in your life, just try it once. And I promise you won't be disappointed. Yeah, no, I think that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing like all your tips and tricks and your passion for travel and everything. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us before I let you go? No, thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. And I just, I am with you. Alina, we, we, I hear you. Like it's been a hard time, but don't deprive yourself. You can do it safely, but get out there this summer for yourself, for your family and do something fun. We all deserve it right now. Yes. I love that. I think that's such a great message and like, just be safe, but have fun and enjoy yourself and allow your mental health to really be that priority and get into nature and, you know, get outside. And like you said, do a road trip, check out a local town, like whatever, maybe help support that business and, you know, bring back to our economy. I think those are all great messages. I had so much fun with you. I felt like, you know, you were getting so many great tips for all of us, whether it be we decide to travel, you know, this summer or going into 2021. I think people can just take away so much from this. So tell us where, you know, of course we can find you or, you know, as uh, Brad called you a stalker, how do we stalk you? (laughs) Um, you Everything I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have to tease you with that now all the time. Um, how uh, (laughs) How do we find you? Yes. Um, yes. Please stalk me. Go ahead. Um, it's get lost with Lindsay across the board. So my website is get lost with Lindsay and on all social media as well. So yeah, I'm updating constantly. So, and also message me, let me know what you um, are looking for and we can work together and I can help you out. Yeah. So if someone has like travel questions or like wants travel tips, they can DM you, right. And ask you questions. Absolutely. Send away. Yes. Amazing. So make sure you guys check her out, follow her message her any questions if you're thinking of making travel happen anytime soon or you know in the near future Lindsay is so much fun and she is you know like I said so real and just has such a great personality so Lindsay thank you so much for being on and guys till next time cheers bye bye